We welcome you to our very first episode of our summer coverage as we start with our player rankings, their third annual player rankings for this season. I'm Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Seeker Weapon Consulting. So, yeah, we are here. We are. This is the uh, the first ever uh, the first episode that is of the player rankings where we are going to start with safeties and the fumble Ruski fan box has officially come back. Did you guys miss it? And we're going to be talking about who you believe is our, um, are your most, are your most underrated safeties in the league. And with that, we're also going to do our uh, AFC East preview. So division previews, we're going to have the AFC for pretty much the entirety of the month of June, and then the NFC in July, and then in August we'll get into some fantasy football, which is around the time where you guys start doing your fantasy drafts. So we figure you could use a little bit of, uh, you know, every everyone could use a little bit of advice, you know, some some coverage here and there. I like to get ten thousand different opinions before I do my draft. Get everyone's yeah, yeah, thoughts on where you last is. year. What's up? I said, yeah, and had that work out for you last year. No, I'm I'm playing with you, obviously, but Jesus. Uh. Talk about friendly fire. That's the <laughs> I, I will tell you this. That was the only league I've ever missed the playoffs in. Besides that, I have I've made the yeah, playoffs every year. So um, but yeah, that was a da- that was a bad year. I don't even remember what my record is. And honestly, I don't I I don't either. Just uh, I'm okay with not remembering it. <laughs> but all right, let's start off with our top five free agents. Uh, Jesus Christ. Safety striking out left and right today. Uh, top five safeties going into the 2023 NFL season. CJ, kick us off. Oh, why thank you. So for my number five. Now, I just want to preface this by saying the safeties, I don't know about you, Adam, but I had a hard time with this. There's like a lot of good safeties, and it's kind of like tight ends where it's really top-heavy, and then there's just everyone else. You got to kind of see who fills out that back end. But for me, I decided to go with the Buffalo Bills' very own Jordan Poyer. Now, I originally would have said Micah Hyde, but Hyde is coming off an injury. And while Poyer is now really on the wrong side of 30, He's still just that. That's st- he's still a good leader for Buffalo. He can lay out the hits. He had four interceptions last year. He does have some blitzing upside with uh, 63 tackles last season. I mean, I don't think there's any reason for him not to keep playing well, but age is kind of a factor, which is why I put him at number five. All right. So here's my number five, which I'm is. Hate him, I? I wouldn't say that. Again, I would say this is a this is probably the toughest uh, this is probably the toughest position we're going to cover because there's a million good safeties out there. Yeah, true. But Jordan Poyer is my number five. Oh, hey. <laughs> and the reason I have him at number five is because, um, so he's never been he's ne- It's tough to like I I mean this is a tough this is just a tough position to do, but. He's never been like 
one of the top overall safeties of uh, in all of football, but he's been part of one of the best safety tandems in the league in recent memory with, with Micah Hyde. But now Micah Hyde, he's coming off an injury. So he's going to need Jordan Poyer to pick up the slack. He's going to have to use his leadership skills to uh, really lead this secondary because it is it is riddled with injuries right now. I think the Bills are going to have a bounce back year, especially in the secondary, because they're going to get a lot of players back and healthy. But Jordan Poyer was the only one who really remained healthy through that year. Um, I think he missed a couple of games towards the end there, but um, overall he didn't miss a beat, which I think is going to help him. He 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 doesn't have much to really uh, come back from. He's going to be healthy. He's he's going to be healthy here in training camp. So I think this is this is a guy who is who is a solid number five uh, safety going into this year. And the Bills will need him, by the way, because they're going to need all the firepower they can get to get over the hump and eventually reach a Super Bowl. I'm not saying they will. <laughs> you don't need to make that face. I'm not saying the will. I'm, I'm saying if they want to, they're going to need everything that they can get. Fair is fair. So should I do my number four now? Give me your four. So my number four, this could be seen as a bold step, but I'm going with from the 49ers, Talanoa Hufanga. And some casual fans will be like, who is that? Well, I'll tell you who that is. This man started all 17 games for the 49ers last year, racked up 66 solo tackles. That's just solo when he had 97 overall. Showed his blitzing ability with two sacks, also had two forced fumbles, nine passes deflected, and uh, four interceptions. And what's really scary about him is that he's young. I mean, he's, I don't even, I think he's like 24, which means he has a lot more room to grow. And I'm expecting him to take another big step next year. That's a good one. And yeah, you he's not a household name yet, which is kind of a crime because <laughs> that guy had a very good year last year. He was a big part of what was a what was a very lethal 49ers defense. And you know, up, Adam, what's up? Last year, this is per uh, Pro Football Reference. He was first team all pro and a no, pro bowler. And people still don't know who he is. Yeah, casuals, I tell you. Casuals. Well, my number four is Kevin Biard. And uh, so this guy has been a perennial all pro guy himself. And I think that that is going to continue. And they're going to need it because this Titans team does not have much throughout their entire roster yeah. it's really bad but kevin biard has i mean he's still in his prime there's no reason to believe unless there's injuries and we're not going to predict those who the hell just predicts an injury like that's that those those could happen they could not um but there's no reason to believe he won't continue that he's the guy he's the type of guy who is really explosive in that secondary and i think that's going to continue yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I see where you're coming from. All right. Give me your three. My number three uh, is C.J. Gardner-Johnson. 
Now, this guy is a tackling machine and a ball hawk with 67 tackles last season, a sack for good measure, but six interceptions, six of them. And now he's joining the Lions, where I personally think they are really going to build something special. And when, when you look at everything else, he also had eight pass breakups, too. And he had like a forced fumble on top of that. It's just, I'm telling, wait, yeah. Sorry, I was looking at the wrong thing, but yeah, he's still at eight. I was looking at the right thing all along. But yeah, let me tell you, this guy, he's a good leader. He's a good locker room guy, and I really think that he's going to help Detroit really establish something really good next year. Well, that's actually mine as well. And <laughs> the, and listen, the way that he played last year, you could make a case that in the next in the coming years, he could be the best safety in all of football. Well, he is just only by 25. the way he played. What's that? I said he is only 25, so there's a real argument behind that. Oh, yeah. But the only reason I have him outside my top two is because he has only been a safety for one season. Mm-hmm. He's been a slot corner for his entire career, and he was playing well there too. But now he just absolutely exploded at the safety position. So the more he figure, just figures out this position – the sky is the limit for this kid. So, I mean, next year at this time, when we're doing these player rankings, we might have, we might both have them at number one, but it's just too small a sample size. That's the only limitation for this guy. The guys above him have just already proven themselves and they're, they are already the best of the best. I hear you. So for me, moving on to my number two is Derwin James. You want to do it all guy? This is your do it all guy. He's like Jamal Adams if Jamal Adams could cover. 115 combined tackles, four sacks, and two picks last season. This kid can literally do it all. And on top of that, he's just a great leader for that defense. Oh, and I forgot, you, you throw in a two force fumbles, six pass breakups. Yeah, I definitely think this kid is bare minimum top three. Me personally, I had him number two, and I because I think there's only one that I would argue is better. All right. So here is where we are going to disagree on our top oh boy. two. Because I have Minka Fitzpatrick at number two. All right, fair. Because I – so Minka Fitzpatrick is the type of guy – he can do a lot of very good things. I just think it's getting to a point in the league where – we value the sa- we value the safeties who can do it all. They can be in the box. They can play linebacker. They can go and uh, they can play man. They can do zone. And a lot of these things Fitzpatrick can do, but he hasn't shown the ability to get to the quarterback yet. He really hasn't. Well, I he think a zero- lot of it's just how they're used, but whatever. Yeah, well, you all, you can't use that against him but you can't mm-hmm. use it for him either. And they've used Derwin James to get to the quarterback. And that's why we'll 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 uh, transition into our number one here. That's why I have Derwin James as my number one. The only thing that could hold this guy back, because this guy, this guy can cover, this guy can play in the box, this guy can rush the rush the passer. He can play anywhere on the field. The only problem is his health. But Maybe he figured that out because this year he was actually healthy. So that is why I have Derwin James as my number one. Sorry, I did kind of a two and one, but. 
All right, I forgive you. So yeah, if you're listening at home, you haven't figured it out. My number one's Minka Fitzpatrick. This guy is literally just a ball hawk, an elite tackler, a true leader, great signal caller for that defense. I mean, he's captive for a reason. He break. You see, for me, I'm kind of old school when it comes to my safeties. I, I it's just like I said, it's just a matter of preference. There's nothing too big to disagree on. But yep. I definitely value when you're a defensive back and you can like cover. And if you want coverage, Minka Fitzpatrick is the best. He goes from sideline to sideline, dishing out big hits. And on top of that, he's a ball hawk. Like I said, six interceptions last year and even got a pick six and 11 pass breakups too. Like I said, like definitely no matter how you slice it, he's a top two safety. There's no way around it. Listen, four or more interceptions in four. Yeah. Four or more interceptions in, uh, Jesus, uh, four or more interceptions in three of the last four seasons and actually, uh, four of the last five actually. So this guy, I mean, he's been, he has been a ball hawk. I just like the guy who can do it all. That's all. Yeah. yeah, And I mean, I'm not gonna, I mean, that's your opinion. I'm not gonna like rip your head off for it. I'm not Tucker. No, I'm just kidding. We love Tucker. Yeah. I wonder if, if Tuck was here, if he would have a Raven in there, he of course he would, but it's okay because he's our favorite Ravens fan. He'd have Hamilton in there. Oh, the sad thing is, I don't even think that's like that could very well be true. It could be. All right. Well, there you have it. Our official top five safeties going into the 2023 NFL season. We'll see how these go. You know, we could be wrong. We could not be. I mean, these are almost way too early rankings. And I but, mean, who could have seen Hufunga like last year, though? You know what I'm saying? Nobody saw him coming. Exactly. Unless there's Stuff happens. Like that. Players who we don't even know about rise up, and players who we would think would continue to be dominant just fall off the face of the earth. It happens all the time in the NFL. You know, stuff like that happens, which is why we love it. It's why we love this league and we love making continuing to make predictions and being uh, blatantly wrong about all of it. All right. Well, next we speaking of being blatantly wrong, we're going to see how we're going to preview how the AFC East is going to go this year. That's next. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast. This is the Fumble Ruski podcast by Power Radiate and Secret Weapon Consulting, Adam Wright and CJ Medeiros. So we just finished our top five safeties for the 2023 NFL season. So now we're going to try and predict how the AFC East division is going to pan out. So just off the bat, I can tell you my take on this division. So last, last year, I remember vividly how I previewed this division. This, I, I thought 
last year was the first year in recent memory where you could legitimately give everyone in that division a chance to make the playoffs. Not at once. I'm not saying at once, it, it, although it is mathematically possible. I'm just saying everyone individually had a chance. It's the same thing with this year, except even better. Because now the Jets just replace Zach Wilson with uh, with uh, Aaron Rodgers. You ever heard of him? And uh, Miami, when they were healthy, they were kicking ass, man. They were blowing through everybody early in the year. They were 8-3 and three at one point with, in contention for the number one seed in the whole conference. So, and then you look at the Bills. No, no, nothing more has to be said about the Bills. They're automatically going to make the playoffs, barring some serious injury. Um, oh, by the way, Madden Curse. Oh is, yeah, uh, it could be alive and well. For mm-hmm. those of you who don't know, uh, Josh Allen has become the uh, the next cover athlete for Madden. Uh, no Super Bowl for Buffalo, I fear. Or, uh, uh, or God forbid, a, a quarterback injury. Uh, I hope not. I hope not. But. I mean, you can pretty much book them for making the playoffs unless something crazy happens. Um, or if Josh Allen just forgets how to play football or, or to turn the ball over, which would actually help him. But yeah, he um, quite a bit. the only one that I could see like has a very minimal chance is the Patriots. And even them, if you put them in another division, let's say they're in the AFC South, they have a pretty solid chance then. Let's say mm-hmm. they're in the even the not the north. I feel like the north is kind of even, yeah. an even better division, but they like in other divisions they would have if, a pretty solid chance. They're but pretty the much is, put them in the NFC. Yeah, they they probably make the playoffs if they they were in the <laughs> NFC. But the, like that's the thing. This is such a competitive division that the Patriots, who actually have kind have some talent. We're we're looking at them as a last place team and probably in contention for another top fifteen overall pick again, but they actually have a pretty solid roster. Like their receiving room right now is Juju Smith-Schuster, Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne, Tyquan Thornton. That's actually pretty solid. And then your tight end duo is probably the best it's been in quite a while. I'm not saying I'm not saying mm-hmm. singular tight end because Robert uh, uh, Rob Gronkowski uh, is better than all of them, but you have Mike Kosicki and Hunter Henry. That's pretty good. Ramondre yep. Stevenson as your running back, among other players who will probably be pretty solid as well. That's pretty good. Mac Jones yeah. is has been okay in some at, at times, and he should um, be now that you have like you know. A real offensive coordinator. Hallelujah. Exactly. So I, this is a tough division. And as Mm -hmm. two Patriots fans here, CJ, I'm proud to be in the toughest division because then if they make it out, then you can say we, we got out of the toughest division, but I don't, I don't love their chances of coming out of it or even making the playoffs for that matter. Fair. Yeah, yeah. So, so here's the thing with the AFC East. You could argue it's probably the toughest division. And the thing yeah. is with new England, it's like, I feel like a lot of like front office decisions have held them back because as it's been reported, Robert Kraft had to like threaten bill Belichick to literally like do things. 
So the fact that they had to make changes while kicking and screaming, I think, is not a good sign. But they did make said changes. They had a good draft. And I feel like this is more of a developmental year. You know, maybe try not to get Mac Jones killed, but that's neither here nor there. Now, the thing is with Buffalo, I feel like they're weaker than they were last year. You know, Hyde's coming off an injury. Poyer's just on a one-year prove-it deal. Their defense is banged up. Their pass rush is, I mean, outside of Von Miller and now Leonard Floyd, was not that that good. But the thing is their O-line. Nobody on their O-line, you're like, ooh, you got to make sure they don't get you. I mean, it's true. Nobody on their O-line is somebody who you have to be concerned with. And their running game, you have Damian Harris for one year. That's pretty good, except he couldn't beat out Ramondre Stevenson for the job. And you have James Cook, who as a rookie showed flashes but struggled mightily. And Josh Allen, great quarterback, truly a top five quarterback. But he has to limit the turnovers, which I think opens the door for teams like the Jets, who have an elite defense, and Aaron Rodgers. Because... I know I'm going to sound stupid, but even with Rodgers, their offense doesn't wow me because Brees Hall's coming off an injury. Garrett Wilson, I'll admit, that kid's good, but that's pretty much it. And their offensive line is middling. But with Aaron Rodgers, he's played with worse, you know? So that's why you can't count the Jets. And the Dolphins. We saw what happens when the Dolphins were at full power last season. And oh, boy. You know they're the running to get Dalvin Cook, too. So if they get they Dalvin are. Cook, oh, man, they, that that's going to get scary. But then there's Tua. And I'd like to point out their offensive line has not improved. It got worse, actually, yeah, I think. Yeah. Your other tackle is going to be Cedric Obwehi or uh, Isaiah Wynn. So, yeah, good luck. Because outside of Teron Armstead, the rest of that line is not that good, probably with the exception of their right guard, Robert Hunt, who's all right. Who do you think is better, Austin Jackson or Isaiah Wynn for the for the starting right tackle position? I lean, and I mean lean, Jackson. So you go Jack. So you, you believe they got a little worse, actually? Yeah, I do. I, I think they got worse. And they have the Bengals reject Cedric Obwehi too. So I'm not, I'm just, I'm not thrilled with that O-line. And if you somehow give Tua another concussion, then he might actually retire. So and you, yeah, and Miami's walking on eggshells here. Yeah, yeah. So Miami's walking on eggshells. My point is every team has their strengths. Every team has their weaknesses. Long story short though, I think it's Buffalo that makes it out. And the rest, it's going to be a dogfight because even teams like New England who aren't favored to make the playoffs, they're not going to roll over and die. They're still going to make you earn that victory. So we'll yeah, see. see uh, yeah. See, I think the Jets are going to be in the running for that division. And Buffalo, like like you said, Buffalo did get a little bit worse. Mm-hmm. Like they, they're still fine. They're not in, yeah. a, in a in a bad position. But in some spots, like the linebacker, they, they got. Oh, yeah. Got yeah, they lost Tremaine Edmonds, and I and, I wasn't thrilled with how they replaced him either. Yeah, so using they their really, first round pick on a tight end. Oh, sorry, I keep. I don't want to. Cut yeah, you off. it was on a. Yeah, it was on a tight end. So they they got they have Dalton Kincaid when they already have Dawson Knox. That had me scratching my head. The offensive line, I'm not too worried about because it did play really bad this past season. But 
the guys that they have have played well in the past. So I'm not too worried about it. Let's see this season. But I think like I think the Jets will be right there with them. I I think um the only like they I mean they both have issues with the offensive line. Both teams. Mm-hmm. Those are the real those are the only real issues that I have um with the Jets is their offensive line. Other than that, they're they're pretty solid. Like I think I think their pass catchers even outside of Garrett Wilson are pretty good. Alan Lazard, Corey Davis, right? Miko Hardman. I think those are pretty – like, you're not looking for A-level players. You're looking for B guys. Like, the type of players the New England Patriots have as their top guys. Those kinds (laughs) of players. Um, I think they're fine. And their defense has no question marks. Their defense is awesome. The only question mark they have, I would argue, is in the – is, like, future. Because I believe – Quinn and Williams contract is up after this year. And if you lose him, that's going to be a massive blow. But then again, that's a problem for future jets. Yeah. And they're not looking to the future when they invest in Aaron Rodgers. they're looking mm-hmm. for the next one to two seasons, which is what they're doing right now. And rightfully so, because that team over the last half half century hasn't done anything. So when you bring in a guy like Aaron Rodgers and you have the who aren't the who aren't the jets 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 of yesteryear then yeah you're going to be looking to win a super bowl here that's what they're going for they've been going all in on that and i think they have a really solid chance Brees hall is coming off an injury so he won't be the same player he once was but they won't really need him to be all that because he was carrying them to victories do they need mm-hmm. him to carry him now they i have would Aaron rodgers at quarterback now and you have Garrett Wilson, who's going to be elevated with better quarterback play to probably being one of the better. I think he's going to be a top 10 inside the top 10 wide receivers this year, man. I think he's going to be really good. Um, but yeah, I think this Jet team. What's that? I said he sh- should be. Yeah. Like inside the top 10. I think you could, like, let's say, mm-hmm. let's say he's top six this year. I uh, would be surprised. That's a little much, but I. But it's not out of the question. Like, I'm not saying, like, the end, like, 8, 9, 10. Like, maybe, like, 6 or 7. That's what he has potential to be. Maybe even better because you have Aaron Rodgers and you're Mm -hmm. going into your sophomore season. So, I mean, like we said when we were ranking our top five safeties right before we ended ended the segment, there are some players who are not even talking about in our top five who shoot up to the top. And there's some guys who we expect to be there who aren't even close. So it's possible. Yeah. I'm just saying. But this Jets team, I really, I really am high on this year. If there's a time that they contend for the Super Bowl in the next decade, this is it. This is it, man. Yeah, I, would I mean, think they so. have to. But I think I think they're really they're in the mix for the division, and they I think they the expectation has to be playoffs, at least. No, expectations for Super Bowl, but at the bare minimum, you got to make the playoffs. So that's kind of that's kind of how what I expect. Uh, it'll be between the Bills and Bills and Jets. And if I'm gonna predict either, I think the Bills with their experience take it. Jets will be right behind them. Miami is gonna be there too, but the injuries are going to get to them again because they didn't they didn't improve the offensive line. Yeah. Followed by our New England Patriots. <laughs> If you thought Ugh. we were best Patriots fans, go back and watch this episode where we no. just both predicted that our, our Patriots are going to be last in the whole division. 
So there you go. Mm. All right. Well, that is it for our AFCE preview. So I think we're pretty much in agreement on where we have our guys. So Bills one, uh, Jets two, Dolphins three, Patriots last over in the cellar. All right. Get well, a good draft next, pick, I believe. So, so earlier we gave our top five safeties going into 2023. So we asked you, who are the most underrated going into this year? That's next. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power Radiate and Secret Weapon Consulting. I'm Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros. Tuck is off tonight. He is, uh, he's got work. So we very are on to the, what's that? I said he's, he's very responsible. He's being very responsible. He's not ditching for the Fumble Rooski podcast. All right. So we welcome you to the Fumble Rooski fan box portion of our show where we post a question filter on our instagram every monday and you can respond with hot takes questions and more and we will discuss it and give you a shout out on our podcast respond to next week's fan box question to be featured on our show so the question of the week was who is the most underrated safety in the league so ian mulhern said von bell who was recently acquired um via free agency by the panthers and he was most recently a Cincinnati Bengal. Um, I would say he's underrated, absolutely, especially since he was getting continually overshadowed by Jesse Bates and Cincy. Yeah, and I would, I would say Cincinnati in that defense, their safety core was really what helped them. I mean, that's what carried them. Yep. Besides a couple of pieces, they never really had a, a true superstar on defense during uh in the past couple of years it's really actually in quite a while i don't i can't remember the last time they've had a defensive player of the year candidate it's been a long time maybe geno atkins maybe yeah that was a while ago though yeah but um yeah trey hendrickson it's about it but i mean von bell he, he was a big sign he was a big signing for the Panthers, no two ways about it. And uh, with his signing, that secondary that was already stout is going to be pretty good yet again, um, and even better, in fact. Um, but Grayson Mortimer said Micah Hyde. I wouldn't exactly call him underrated, but yeah, he's really s- not actually. Like he's con- recognized as one of the ten best safeties in the league. He wasn't. He's not. He's not underrated anymore, but when he first got to Buffalo and when he was a Packer, he was absolutely underrated. But now it's kind of – he's being recognized as a perennial all-pro candidate, 
and mm-hmm. him alongside Jordan Poyer are looked at as one of the best ta- uh, uh, safety tandems in all of football. Um, but Patrick Williver, who's a Cowboys fan, remains in Dallas with Donovan Wilson. You know, I can see that Wilson's actually like pretty good. Yeah, he was a pretty good safety this past year. And it was actually believed at one point this offseason that he wasn't even going to be re-signed. And they managed to bring him back in around and in the same stretch of time, in the same 24 hours, they brought back uh they traded for Stephon, for uh Stefan Gilmore. So mm-hmm. that secondary, I'm telling you, that this Dallas Cowboys team is the most well-rounded team uh, in the past decade. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. Like their offense is their their offense looks the best it's been. Uh, their defense is looks the best it, it's been. It's kind of it's the most balanced, which is which is pretty good. I mean that balance the uh, these days that wins championships. Absolutely, but. Jay-Z eight hockey said Jeremy Chin. I mean, I guess he is kind of getting underrated because Chin really burst on the scene his rookie year, and since then he's kind of I don't want to say fallen off, but he hasn't been able to capture that spark he put out his rookie year. He hasn't been the same, but he's at least been able to showcase his versatility. Which brings me to my point that I don't believe that he's going to be used as much as a safety especially since they just signed Von Bell and they also have Xavier Woods to play the other safety position. So they're probably going to move him to the box. I, I yeah, I would think, but I mean, so he, yeah, cause they already have Shaq Thompson at middle linebackers. Yeah. So I imagine chin will be utilized more as I, uh, like off ball, hard hitter, kind of like Jamal Adams. Right. That'll probably be the, the spot that he would be at. Um, Nick Reyes, this is a good one. He said Jason Pinnock. So oh, yeah. what, what happened with this guy is he was drafted as a jet and he was a corner and he was, uh, you know, he was okay. No. Then he moved to safety towards the end of that, towards the end of this, uh, the 2021 season. And he actually, he absolutely lit it up, but it was on such a small sample size that it didn't stop the Jets from cutting him during that training camp before the 2022 season. Then he's picked up by the Giants, acquires a starting role, and here he is, looked at as, again, a very underrated uh, safety. And as we mentioned earlier on in the show, the NFL, it's a league where players who you're not even thinking about. You may not even know their name. They wind up being one of the better ones in all of football. Not saying he is, but it's just an example of a guy who wasn't looked at as much. One man's trash is another man's treasure. Jason Pinnock. <laughs> um, but Cola DJ said Javon Holland. I'm not. Sure, I'd say underrated, though. I mean, he's yeah. good, but the average fan would definitely know who he is. Yeah, but players can know who he is, and he could still 
you know, he could still plug he could still um be underrated. Like a lot of people know who Jabril Peppers is. Doesn't stop me from thinking he's underrated. Perhaps. I just I don't know. When I think of underrated, I really don't think of Holland. He's like on the border, we'll call it. Okay. Do you think he would be closer to underrated or overrated? I would actually argue he's he would be closer to underrated. Underrated? Yeah. yeah. Think of the underrated safeties, once again, Hufanga from the 49ers. Almost nobody knows who he is, and he was first team all pro. Yeah, that is, I mean, there you go. Every everyone knows who he is. And yet, first team all pro. Yeah. And underrated. Who is this guy? <laughs> all right. Well, that's all our responses. Uh, do we have any other thoughts before we end the show tonight? Uh, Brock Purdy might be back in like August, apparently. I saw. Yeah, you mentioned that. That is, uh, that's an interesting one. If he because is I, back and healthy, then that. Then we might mm-hmm. have to change up our top five teams because I don't think I had him in there. Yeah. But yeah, but, we'll, we'll see if he actually comes back, though. That's all. Yeah, he actually has to come back, which might be reason for us to still have the 49ers outside our top five teams yeah. going into 2023, which we will have on. It'll be July 25th, or no, it'll be August 1st. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. All right. Well. That'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. We have new episodes out on Tuesdays and Fridays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we'll see you next week over and out.